This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. Hello and welcome to the Financial Standard podcast. I'm your host and editor of Financial Standard, Jamie Williamson. The last two years has seen interest in cryptocurrency increase right across the globe. Long dismissed, its potential as a legitimate investment option is growing and institutional investors around the world are starting to take notice. However, despite member demand, Australia's superannuation funds aren't among them. So what's stopping them? What will it take to get the super sector on board? And how can they do it in a sustainable way? Sharing his view with us today is Jonathan Armitage, Chief Investment Officer at MLC Asset Management. So thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. Thank you very much indeed for inviting me. Now, it's obviously a huge topic at the moment, crypto. When it comes to a major institutional investor like a super fund, there's a lot of kind of obvious reasons why a super fund might not want to invest in it. You know, it's very volatile. Um, There's a lack of liquidity often. Um, You're also essentially investing in something that doesn't really have a, a value attached to it. What are some other hurdles for super funds when it comes to investing in cryptocurrency or, or digital assets? I think you've, you've touched on sort of some of the things that, that, that are obviously quite important in terms of our own thinking about this, which is around um, the volatility and um, as something which is a, a relatively young investment, you have seen some volatility in the main um, crypt, uh, cryptocurrencies over the last sort of um, three or four years. Um, liquidity is obviously an important one. Um, that's in, an important issue for all our members. Um, it's also an important element from a sort of regulatory perspective as well, because all super funds um, need to make sure that they can demonstrate uh, appropriate liquidity. I think one of the uh, other sort of considerations that our, ourselves and, and some of our peers will be looking at is that. Um, Certainly, when you're looking at my super investments, uh, the new regulations which have sort of come in have given very specific benchmarks for all asset classes and sub asset classes. Um, and so you'd be looking at um, a cryptocurrency probably being measured against a benchmark, which is say 50% fixed income and 50% equities. And so mm-hmm. that produces uh, another sort of dimension in terms of the thinking about. If you were to add a, a cryptocurrency element into your um, into your super fund, just thinking about how that would be sort of benchmarked, um, uh, and obviously under the sort of your future your super regulations which have come in, that that's that's become a, an important consideration um, for us uh, for us yeah. going forward. Yeah. Okay. So if if you or, or any super fund were to kind of bite the bullet and, and get involved, what role does, does does cryptocurrency play in a portfolio? Like, is it currency? Is it an alternative investment? Or is it something else entirely that, that you introduce? It's, it's a very good question. And, and certainly something that we're um, sort of being given, you know, quite a bit of thought, thought to. And, and the way that we've sort of Thought about it is that certainly we think it's it, it is what you might describe, describe as an alternative investment, and yeah. and actually if you look at some of the exchanges that uh, these um, investments trade on or the cryptocurrencies trade on, it, it's it's got actually some sort of features which you might sort of put into 
a, a general sort of bucket, if you want to put it like that, of commodities. Um, uh, but it, it's something that we certainly discuss quite a lot internally. And if we're discussing it yeah. internally, there's probably plenty of other opinions uh, <laughs> around this. Um, so it's, um, you know, those, it, it is certainly, it's, it's obviously not an equity and it's, um, and it's not a sort of fixed income component. So, you know, one of the, I think you touched on this in the sort of opening remarks is that it's got some sort of characteristics, um, or some are suggesting some characteristics of a, an investment like gold, um, certainly yeah. in terms of its lack of correlation to other assets. Um, mm -hmm. And that is certainly something that, um, in terms of the discussions we've been having internally, that is uh, at MLC, that, that's certainly something that we think is very interesting that um, we do spend quite a bit of time trying to find assets which are not necessarily correlated to equities or, or in some cases, fixed income markets. And, and therefore a cryptocurrency would certainly sort of fit that sort of categorization. Yeah, okay. I mean, the other huge sort of thing that, that most super funds, if not all super funds now are, are concerned with is ESG and, and responsible investing. From that perspective, like for instance, we know that Bitcoin mining can be really carbon intensive. Um, there's also, you know, huge concerns around crypto's role in organized crime and, and those sort of concerns. As super funds increasingly commit towards ESG initiatives or, or work towards net zero, can an investment in cryptocurrency also be ESG? It, it's, it, it's something that I think is going to be a very important consideration for a lot of investors, whether or not it's super funds here in Australia, but, but investors sort of globally as they, they look at these type of assets. Um, yeah. There's no doubt that um, certain types of cryptocurrency in terms of you know, the mining that goes on behind them uh, require significant amounts of processing and therefore are hugely energy consumptive. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, sort of pretty much runs contrary to an awful lot of the sort of uh, the direction of the uh, focus of uh, ESG and, and obviously uh, those sort of funds which are sort of very focused on uh, achieving uh, a net zero carbon emissions by a certain date. Um, it doesn't mean that all cryptocurrencies therefore get sort of put into one sort of categorization of um, being um, non-ESG compliant, if you want to put it like that, um, because there are uh, a, a number of sort of processing um, elements which can be done through renewable energy. Um, yeah. But it's actually getting to getting clarity around that as to um, you know, how the Bitcoins are being created, uh, or the sort of crypt, I've actually used one reference, but how the cryptocurrency is being created um, and how the, the systems themselves are operating. Mm -hmm. The energy sources behind that is actually quite difficult to get a very sort of clear handle on. Um, yeah. In terms of our own work, that is, that is an, another very important consideration is that how do we how can we get clarity around that? Um, yeah. And how does that sort of fit into the way that we actually look at all our investments from um, an, an, an ESG angle? Uh, and so I think it's going to be very, in, in the way that we sort of look at cryptocurrencies, we need to ensure that we are looking 
at them in the same way that we would look at any other investment in terms of um, the governance that sits behind them, um, uh, yeah. the social impact, uh, you sort of talked, you know, sort of referenced um, that uh, in some cases, some of these cryptocurrencies are quite opaque and have been used for nefarious ends. Um, and then there's obviously the energy intensity that comes with producing them. Okay. So final question, obviously, since the beginning of, let's say last year, there's obviously been significantly more interest around the entire world in, in crypto, but certainly we've seen sort of inter international institutional investors getting involved and, and, you know, hedge funds. They're sort of testing the waters and I guess sort of seeing what happens in that space. But when do you think that super funds are going to start taking a serious look at, at cryptocurrency or or even if it's just looking at, you know, the the kind of architecture behind it? I, I think a lot of super funds are taking this sort of very seriously um, and are yeah. looking very closely at it. I think there's a difference between doing an awful lot of research and then actually making uh, making a final investment. And it's, it's true of an awful lot of things that um, we look at is sometimes you can spend months, in some cases years, uh, looking at uh, particular type of investment before you actually end up uh, putting it into your end investment portfolio. I think we need to be um, aware that some of, you know, there'll be some hedge funds and there'll be some other investment funds, which have got very different objectives to uh, an Australian super fund. Yeah. And so it may well be that investing in a cryptocurrency makes sense for some of those um overseas entities, particularly a sort of hedge fund, and then maybe some other investment funds where it's it's appropriate, um, given the objectives they have. We've obviously got very clear objectives um, operating a super fund here in Australia, and, and that sort of clear uh, focus on uh, always thinking in our members' best financial interests is front and centre of every investment decision that we make. Um, yeah. So, you know, th that, that is a, it's, it's a very important and very clear hurdle that we need to, uh, to not just meet, but, but sort of uh, go over uh, thinking about any investment, whether or not it's a cryptocurrency or it's an equity or it's an unlisted asset. Um, but I think it'd be fair to say that an awful lot of uh, Australian funds are, are, are looking at this very closely, not just from an investment perspective, um, as to whether or not a, a cryptocurrency is the right thing to add to uh, an investment portfolio. But, but I also think that certainly from MLC's perspective, it's actually understanding the technology that sits behind that, because we do believe that the, uh, the, the technology um, that, that is driving um, these cryptocurrencies will have a significant impact on finance over the next 15 to 20 years. And so yeah. understanding the sort of mechanics and the plumbing, if you want to put it like that, is going to be um, just as important about as to whether or not we end up making a, a decision to add a cryptocurrency into uh, our investments or it becomes part of our asset allocation at some point in the future. Yeah. So I guess as it stands today, purely from an investment perspective, do you think that super funds are sort of missing out or is it still too early days. I think it 
I'll, I'll give uh, a personal view and, and certainly a sort of ML, MLC view. We, we think yeah. that um, although we're looking at it very, very closely, um, it's not some, something that we're prepared to commit to right now. Um, yeah. You continue to see it being quite a volatile investment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's probably not something that we're, you know, is particularly interesting to us right now, nor do we think it's necessarily in the sort of best interests of our, uh, of our members. But, you know, we continue to watch it very closely, do an awful lot of research. Um, we remain very interested uh, in watching how this sort of develops. I think the other side of the, the other thing that um, is going to be very important is that um, this is a largely unregulated um yeah uh, investment area um you are starting to see uh, um more regulation being discussed um it, it's it's been interesting to watch the fact that an etf has been launched um on the new york stock exchange which means that that comes under the purview of the securities and exchange commission that mm -hmm. is a and, and, and one of the observations I might make is that that actually allows the regulators to take a quite close interest in um, in that particular instrument um, and obviously everything that sits behind it. Um, and the regulatory environment is also going to be very important, um, a very important consideration as well, because uh, no investor, and particularly not a superannuation fund, would want to make an investment without some sort of clarity around the regulatory environment that uh, that investment would be operating in. And, and so yeah. I think that that's going to be a very important part of uh, the evolution of everyone's thinking around these investments. I mean, I think we could probably go on for, for far longer. <laughs> I've got so many questions, but thank you so much again for taking the time to, to chat this through with me today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you very much indeed uh, for, for all the questions. And um, we look forward to seeing how this uh, continues to develop in the sort of months and years ahead. Absolutely. Thanks again. You've been listening to Jonathan Armitage, Chief Investment Officer at MLC Asset Management. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Financial Standard wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 